I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Back in school, we were taught about anthropomorphism, the taking on of human characteristics, how everything from the Greek and Roman gods to the elements of nature are rendered with more vitality and meaning once we suffuse it with qualities we see in ourselves. These help us own up to our shortcomings and aspire to be our very best. I'm Kinten Pastrana, and you're listening to Life Sentences, the podcast on the best of poetry and prose. In this episode, we'll take on J. Ruth Gendler's seminal work, The Book of Qualities. The Book of Qualities packs on quite a lot of characters, most of which are not human in themselves but personified. There are about a hundred of them in the book's pages, from whimsy to joy, compassion to anger, from alienation to love, all rendered with a poet's eye, a psychoanalyst's toolkit, and a prophet's soul. Here is a sampling of them, my favorite five, and I hope these speak to you and draw you into this wonderful world of acceptance, transformation, and meaning. But first, I'm bringing in a few friends again to help me tell their stories. I'm Carl. I'll be reading Truth. I'm Trisha Aquino, and I'll be Creativity. I'll be reading one of the more arguably talked about and controversial characters of today, Power. Hi, I'm Raja Aisha, and I'm Sensuality. I'm Mark, and I'll be reading Commitments Lines. Thanks for coming, guys. So let's begin. Truth is tall and rather unconventional-looking. He has golden hair and a short beard. He does not like statistics and is not particularly concerned about facts. But he loves a good story. He chronicled the contemporary film scene for a while. He quit when his reviews started being quoted out of context. Though he never hides what he feels, by nature, he is gentle and not at all sarcastic. However, he does have a fierce temper. He has observed that people who only listen with one ear where he says something in a kind way are always impressed by his anger. Truth has been employed as a thief stealing illusions. He can climb over any security fence we have constructed to keep out disturbing influences. Although he can unlock any window or door, he is no longer interested in breaking in or getting away. No longer thrilled by the chase, nor by defying authorities, he has given up on the challenge of trying to find new ways to escape. X-rays, photographs of cells, and the history of plants fascinate truth. When truth's fingers touch my shoulder, I hear bone touching bone. Truth has set down his bundle of needs, and his shoulders are soft and spacious, outlined by light. Truth learned to act in the theater of qualities and his studies in mime continue. He lingers in the long pauses between the questions and answers. He has made an altar to his loneliness. Certainty 
and uncertainty are both welcome at his table. Truth is willing to wait for a long time with little attention or visible encouragement. Truth is not willing to live without love. Creativity is not efficient. She has a different relationship to time than most of us. A minute can last a day, and a day can last an hour. She loves all the seasons. She is on intimate terms with the sun and the moon. It is New Year's all year long at her house, what with celebrations for the Celtic, Hebrew, Tibetan, Chinese, Japanese, and other New Year's too numerous to mention. Creativity loves to gossip with the birds and put on her masks and beads and dance with the animals. Although bright colors amuse her, she most often wears neutral tones. She is especially partial to off-white. Some people consider creativity selfish because she does what she wants. I have always found her to be gracious and most generous. She is certainly complex. If you have only met her in a serene mood, her flair for drama may offend you. She is not your aunt with a porcelain teapot who plays chamber music. If you are one of those people who only go to see her when she is starring in a major melodrama, you will not hear her rain songs. If you insist she is mad, you will never see how still her face is when she returns from a dream. Sometimes creativity disappears completely or wanders around the back alleys for weeks at a time. She has a strong need to be occasionally anonymous. If you run into her at the post office line during one of these periods, you will probably not recognize her. She is in a different place. It is almost as if her blood has slowed down. When the blank period is over, Creativity brings her free self home with her. Her skin is new. She is ready to work. More than anyone else, creativity understands the secret meanings of the months when nothing seems to get done. Power made me a coat. For a long time, I kept it at the back of my closet. I didn't like to wear it much, but I always took good care of it. When I first started wearing it again, it smelled like mothballs. As I wore it more, it started fitting better and stopped smelling like mothballs. I was afraid that if I wore the coat too much, someone would want to take it, or else I would accidentally leave it in the dojo dressing room. But it has my name on the label now, and it doesn't really fit anyone else. When people ask me where I found such a becoming garment, I tell them about the tailor who knows how to make coats that you grow into. First, you have to find the courage to approach him and ask him to make your coat. And then, you must find the patience inside yourself to wear the coat until it fits. Sensuality does not wear a watch, but she always gets to the essential places on time. She is adventurous and not particularly quiet. She was reprimanded in grade school because she couldn't sit still all day long. She needs to move. She thinks with her body. 
Even when she goes to the library to read Emily Dickinson or Emily Bronte, she starts reading out loud and swaying with the words, and before she can figure out what is happening, she's asked to leave. As you might expect, she is a disaster at office jobs. Sensuality has exquisite skin, and she appreciates it in others as well. There are other people whose skin is soft and clear and healthy, but something about sensuality's skin announces that she is alive. When the sun bursts forth in May, sensuality likes to take off her shirt and feel the sweet warmth of the sun's rays brush across her shoulder. This is not intended as a provocative gesture, but other people are, as usual, upset. Sensuality does not understand why everyone else is so disturbed by her. As a young girl, she was often scolded for going barefoot. Sensuality likes to make love at the border where time and space change places. When she is considering a potential lover, she takes him to the ocean and watches. Does he dance with the waves? Does he tell her about the time he slept on the beach when he was 17 and woke up in the middle of the night to look at the moon? Does he laugh and cry and notice how big the sky is? It is spring now, and sensuality is very much in love these days. Her new friend is very sweet. Climbing into bed the first time, he confessed he was a little intimidated about making love with her. Sensuality just laughed and said, But we've been making love for days. Commitment has kind eyes. He wears sturdy shoes. Everything is very vivid when he is around. It is wonderful to sit and have lunch in his gardens around harvest time. You can taste in the vegetables that the soil has been cared for. Because commitment is so serious, he loves clowns and balloons and fools and limericks. He has four daughters now, but when they were little, they always took him to the circus. There is something special about the way commitment gazes at the new moon. I wish I knew how to explain it. He is such a simple man, and yet he is mysterious. He is more generous than most people. His heart is open. He is not afraid of life. He is married to joy. Thank you so much, Carl Joe, Trisha, and Mark, for bringing these pieces from J. Ruth Gendler's Book of Qualities to life. And that's it for this episode of Life Sentences. If you'd like to hear more of these, or if you have suggestions on how we can improve or what we should feature next, drop us an email at lifesentencesph at gmail.com. We'll dive into your favorite passages from poetry, fiction, speeches, films, or essays. You can also reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LifeSent. This episode was produced by Janina Magandayao and edited by Nico Bolante. Life Sentences is a co-production with Puma Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, Life Sentences, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.